from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here live from Las Vegas. Your other host today live from Boston is Josh Applebaum. Uh, Josh, you know, these NBA series prices, BetMGM, courtesy of them, um, the 76ers, uh, heavy favorite again against the Wizards, uh, down 1-0. Uh, we'll see what happens if the Wizards can bounce back. Um you know, the Nets have taken a commanding situation, too, over the Celtics. Uh, we'll see if the Celtics can bounce back as well. How about the Bucks and the Heat, though? Uh, a chance for the Heat maybe to get back into the series at home. Uh, they've been out of sorts. They're plus 700 at this moment uh, in this series down 0-2. Yeah, a lot of these series prices, Pritch, you know, uh, so number one, we talk about uh, the Heat, that system I really like. You're down 0-2, you come home, you bet that team who's desperate in the first half, in the first quarter. That's something that, that I would look toward. Um, I don't know. The Heat, to me, Pritch, I don't know if this is the same team that we saw in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you got Jimmy Butler. You got some of these shooters here. But I think missing guys like Kelly Olenek and, and Jay Crowder, it might be catching up to them a little bit. I also think the Bucs, uh, maybe maybe I un undersold the Bucks a little bit, adding Drew Holiday. When they get going and they got – Middleton and, and, and Giannis, obviously, but even their bench, like Bryn Forbes, guys like Bobby Portis, I think this team is, is, is kind of poised for a long, deep run here in the playoffs. But the other hand is, do I want to lay minus 1,100 with the Bucks? That's too high for me. Mm -hmm. Do I Am I intrigued by plus 700 with the Heat? 
sort of, but I see the Bucks winning this series. To me, Pritch, the one uh, series bet that I would look to bet right now, it's a little chalky, but I think this number is only going to rise. It's the Lakers. The Lakers at minus 350. I know it's a big number, um, but to me, my angle here is if Chris Paul, we talked about it, if he's not if he's not 100% Chris Paul, um, and he maybe has to call State for, State Farm for some insurance here, Pritch, or call Uncle Cliff. Uh, I think they're in trouble. I think the I think the Suns are in big, big trouble if Chris Paul isn't uh, the Chris Paul that we expect him to be. I think he was. That was kind of the that was kind of the only shot of of getting him of, of winning that series oh, if no, he's at right? his best. So I'm gonna lay the minus three fifty. Uh, I think right now that thing's only gonna rise higher and higher and higher. Yeah, it is fascinating because uh, I was asking you the question uh, in hour number one, uh, could the Lakers be better on paper uh, than they were last year? Uh, and, you know, with Drummond, uh, the way Schroeder's playing, uh, if AD steps up too like that, uh, LeBron's going to get healthy uh, as this goes along. I mean, as the playoffs goes along. So uh, you're looking at the Lakers full strength uh, better this year than they were last year when they won the title. I'm with you, Pritch. And even guys like, you know, Montrez Harrell, who mm-hmm. I thought was a big pickup. He really right. didn't, hasn't gotten many, many minutes here. So uh, I'm with you. Our, our guy, Michael Lombardi, he loves joking about Alex Caruso, but uh, he's a pretty steady point guard as well. This is a deep team where if you have a LeBron, it all hinges on LeBron and AD. The sporting cast doesn't matter if they're not at their best. Um, but I think this could be a Lakers team that, um, to me, I was worried about in terms of injuries mm-hmm. and how will they mesh when they come back. But talent's talent, Pritch. These are two of the best players in the world. And I would say just looking to tomorrow, uh, we have game three back in L.A. Automatically, you have an early move to the Lakers. The Lakers open minus six and a half for tomorrow, game three. They're all the way up there, or they've already been bet up to minus seven. Yeah, so look at that. immediate bet up, huh? money yeah. bet up as we speak here, Pritch. This line move to uh, to the Lakers. And also, the total as of now, looks like that might be ticking up a little bit. Two ten and a half looks like it's going to 2-11. I was going to ask you about the Knicks-Hawks. Maybe a chance as the Knicks are a favorite tonight. Uh, you can grab them at plus 200 in this series right now. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm, I'm a little intrigued here by by this Knicks price. And I think, you know, when we talked about it early on, this Knicks-Hawks uh, series was very re- reminiscent to me of the, the Nuggets-Blazers. Two very evenly matched series prices, kind of around even money both sides, minus 121 side. Um, but if you want to pounce on the Knicks, maybe the plus 200 right now would be the, the time to get it because they're favored by two. I mean, I'm, I'm holding, I'm going to be with a Hawks plus two ticket here tonight, Bridge. But I think if they even it up, that 200 will, will definitely fall. So if you like the Knicks, now might be the time to pounce on them. So is there a market insight with, um, ah, you know what? Because uh, I wanted to ask you whether or not there could be uh, some market insight when it comes to series prices. But really, uh, you know, it's all about timing. I think uh, I'm learning that uh, as a casual better. Uh, certainly, you know, when you have the Knicks in a situation like a, a favorite uh, in this game, I don't want to form those biases. I keep uh, uh, falling into that, to that bowl, if you will, Josh, and uh, those bias, that bias bowl. I just don't want to do that. But, uh, you know, these prices, I, probably there isn't a market insight uh, for these uh, because you do have individual situations and then how people think about how those series are, are going to go, certainly in the NBA playoffs. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is Josh Applebaum out there in Boston. And happy to bring on to the program Benjamin Albright. Uh, he's a host, a reporter, and analyst uh, for KOA News Radio out there in Colorado. Benjamin, how are you? 
Hey, man, good to hear your voice. I'm uh, doing pretty well. Great to hear your voice as well. Uh, I'm happy that you had the time for the show today because uh, there's these Aaron Rodgers rumors out there, um, uh, and it involves the Denver Broncos. So uh, I thought uh, a guy like you with your acumen could really shine some light on this situation, not only with the Broncos, but with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, What do you think is going on here with Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron has, has been dissatisfied for a while with uh, kind of his relationship with the front office there. He wants a little bit of input uh, into personnel, into some of the decisions, and to kind of be kept in the loop. And, uh, you know, he hasn't really had that. Um, you know, he's, he's taken the team to the NFC Championship game two years in a row, but unable, unable to get past that, and has, has kind of intimated the team, hey, I need these things to make this happen. And instead, they've gone out and drafted, you know, defensive players in the first round or his ostensible replacement uh, in the first round. And it, it's, it's kind of made him unhappy happy. And I think for people who are saying, well, he doesn't need that much power, I don't think it's a power thing. I just think he wants his input to be heard. You look down at Tampa, you look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady was up there in New England. He's telling Belichick in that front office what he needs. They didn't get it. They weren't successful. He leaves. He goes to Tampa. He tells Jason Light, hey, I need these things to win. They go out and get him those things. They win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers wants that same kind of power. Benjamin, this is Josh Alpelam. It's great to talk to you today. Um, I want to throw at you, you know, what's the connection? Obviously, we've heard that the Broncos were on Aaron Rodgers' list. He's engaged to Shailene Woodley. She's from Denver. Is there a connection out there? And also, what would it take to get Rodgers? Could you throw hypothetical compensation back toward the Packers for for this to make uh, be a worthwhile trade? Well, yeah, I talked to when all this stuff started uh, started leaking out. This was kind of common knowledge dating back to February, but it, when it started leaking out publicly on draft night or whatever, reached out and talked to a few people. And uh, I would say that uh, if he is not in Green Bay next year, that Denver would be not just his top option; it would be the option for Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, he he would want Denver uh, per his camp. And you know, his his uh, fiance is from Boulder. She's just a few miles outside of Denver here. They, there's a connection here. The family's there. Um, you know. As far as getting him here, uh, that trade's probably going to look something like either you know two first rounders, a second second rounder, a mid rounder, and a you know a player uh, on a rookie deal like a, like a Draymond Jones or a Bradley Chubb, uh, and probably a quarterback back to as well like a Teddy Bridgewater. Somebody could be a bridge guy. I don't think they would want Locke in that scenario. Um, or you know three first rounders, a second, and maybe a Bradley Chubb, something like that. Um, I, I think that's ballpark what it would look like to acquire Aaron Rodgers. You know, Benjamin, right now the Packers are the favorite, minus 167 to retain Aaron Rodgers. The Broncos right there at plus 140 uh, to uh, get Aaron Rodgers this year, uh, probably in a matter of days right now. Uh, Let me ask you this. So uh, people in the building out there in Dove Valley, uh, I'm sure some of them want Aaron Rodgers. Maybe some of them would make that trade happen if they can. Uh, But the other side of it, Packers, are they a willing participant as well, knowing that Jordan Love might not be ready? So uh, my question to you in terms of the Broncos trying to go after Aaron Rodgers now, there's people that feel like the Broncos can make that happen. They didn't draft uh, Justin Fields. They had a chance to draft that quarterback, uh, but they passed on him perhaps for a chance to still get uh, Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, I, I would say that that's a, that's a part of that decision. I don't think they were as enamored of Justin Fields as maybe the media was. Uh, we saw Justin Fields go later than a lot of people were projecting him. Um, in, in terms of Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I, I would tell you that the sentiment here in the front office is if he is made available, we will heavily pursue him. 
right now you're waiting on him to be made available. You know, there's kind of this whole uh, uh, this whole thing floating around at the uh, on draft day, and everybody's saying the Broncos tampered. The Broncos hadn't even called at that point. So uh, this idea that there was some kind of back channel deal that was all done and all this kind of stuff is a bunch of hogwash. But uh, I, I, you know, I think they would be very, very interested the moment he became publicly available and would do you know, try to do what it took in in order to acquire him. Benjamin, let me throw throw this at you. It, let's say Rodgers doesn't go to the Broncos. Let's say he stays in Green Bay. He is the favorite to remain in Green Bay, minus 170 here. But there are some odds out there on prop bets on who will start at quarterback for the Broncos. So right now you have Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, pretty much a uh, an even money here or kind of like a, a plus 125, plus 140, both sides. So uh, what do you think? If Rodgers doesn't come to Green Bay, and it's between Locke and Bridgewater, who would you bet on to be the week one starter? Well, based on pan out. You can follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. Benjamin Albright, reporter, analyst, and K, uh, host at KOA Radio out there in Denver. Um, Benjamin, so the Broncos, this roster, uh, a lot of people feel like they're a quarterback away, whether it's going to be Aaron Rodgers or uh, Drew Locke, if he can develop into that type of player. Uh, their win total is eight and a half. Uh, where do you stand with this win total with the Broncos right now? I hammer the over on that. I, I have them at nine wins uh, if they can stay healthy. I mean, they were they were a decimated team last year. Not not just the quarterback position, the troubles they had there, but they were out eight starters on defense by the last quarter of the season. They were down to cornerbacks nine, eleven, and twelve. Uh, they they grabbed Parnell Motley off the street and started them in a game. Nate Harrison as well. Um, it, it was just uh, it was just a, an incredible massacre in terms of the injuries that they dealt with last year. And oh, by the way, they were still the number one defense in the red zone. So uh, you know, I think a healthy defense against Von Miller back, gets all these starters back, you know, adds a Kyle Fuller and a Ronald Darby. Um, I, I think they're in great shape in terms of being a great defensive team. Um, and, I, and I think that if they can get any semblance of an offense, it's a very young offense to grow up and, and not turn it over a little bit. Um, I, I think you're looking at nine wins. Keep in mind, 11 games last year decided by one score with the Denver Broncos. So that's, that's, a, that's a lot of coin flips right there. Benjamin, let's talk about uh, the team that has kind of owned this division for the last few years, or at least since Patrick Mahomes uh, took over the starting QB for, for Alex Smith, uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are uh, the favorites to win the division, minus 275. But I'm intrigued by your take on the win total, because the win total with the Chiefs is 12 and a half. And I think we say, you know, you're getting an extra game this year, 17-game season, hammer that over. It's going to be an easy over with Mahomes. But the juice is actually toward the under, minus 115. Uh, obviously, you know, um, Holmes is, is recovering from that injury to his toe or his foot. They did load up on the offensive line. But what do you think? Is this just going to be another great year for the Chiefs? Or do you think maybe they take a little step back here with or without Rodgers in the, in the uh, division? I think a slight step back. I mean, you look at some of the other things around the division, and it's a division that's been improving. The Raiders are, are good on offense and really been the only team that's kind of put it to Kansas City uh, as far as that goes. Now, the Broncos kind of laid out a blueprint defensively on how to slow them down a little bit. They weren't ultimately able to win that game, that second game against Kansas City last year, but they kind of laid the blueprint. It was the same blueprint the Bucks used, um, you know, in that Super Bowl, and it was a lot less blitzing, a lot more dropping guys back, you, you know, kind of using a philosophy of send the least amount of guys the quarterback I need to, drop everybody back uh, into coverage and uh, it seemed to work a little bit. You know, keep the play in front of you, take the gas out of the uh, out of the offense. I, I think Kansas City's due for a little step back. Maybe an eleven win season isn't you know isn't out of the cards, especially in a, in a seventeen game season. They got a tough schedule ahead of them with a first place schedule, uh, and you've got some ascending teams in the NFL. They're going to have to play. So, uh, you know, the under there is a little bit more intriguing to me. Not only that, Benjamin. I mean, they, they revamped their entire well, not entire offensive line. I mean, they got guy out of retirement 
uh, a guy that they paid a lot of money for, and then a trade. And, okay, that's almost a revamped offensive line. So you know, know how that's going to play out, as well as questions on the defensive side for Kansas City. Well, yeah, the offensive line is the biggest concern, too. We saw that in that Super Bowl as well. Uh, when the offensive line isn't there, Pat Mahomes just can't make, make magic happen every play, and he was a little hobbled as well. So, yeah, the combination of things there. Um, I don't think they lost much on the offensive side of the ball. Sammy Watkins is what he is. You know, he, he's, he's moved on now. But uh, defensively, there are, there are questions there and how, how they can slow down. They, they haven't exactly had to slow down uh, great quarterbacks for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, this division started to get some quarterbacks. Carr has looked pretty good. He was a top 10, top 12 quarterback last year. Jonathan Herbert looked like he could be something in this league. So now all of a sudden you've got to have a defense over there in Kansas City. It's able to generate turnovers or else you're going to be boat racing everybody and it's going to be a shootout uh, all game long and you might lose some of those. Benjamin, last one for you. Uh, your take on one team that we didn't talk about a lot in this division, the San Diego, or the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the LA Chargers here, uh, Benjamin, but their win total is nine and a half. It's the second highest of this division. Uh, what do you think, uh, what, what are you expecting out of Justin Herbert in year two? Obviously, I uh, played great in year one. They kind of loaded up on the offensive line to protect him, added some more weapons. But what are you expecting out of the Chargers, and what do you think of that win total, nine and a half? I think it's interesting. I, I, I tend to think the under, um, I think the Chargers are going to take a bit of a step back this year. And that's not to say anything about that staff or those players, because I think Brandon Staley is a, a very, very intelligent coach and will be a great coach in the league for a long time. The Chargers just seem to get snake bit every year, and, and they're shifting the offense a little bit. You know, with Dolan Lombardi out there, they were running a lot of uh, max protect, uh, you know, shot plays out there, a lot of, a lot of two-route combo, three-route combo stuff to kind of max protect Herbert and, and, and take advantage of that. I don't think Lombardi's going to do that for him out there in uh, – out there in L.A. as the O.C. this year. So it's going to be a lot different look in terms of what they're doing on offense, and I don't know if he's going to be quite as successful as he was last year. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, the, defensively, they always just seem snake bit with injuries. You look at them on paper, and that should be a team that's competing for Super Bowls, and they, they just find a way to, to rack up injury after injury every year, and uh, that seems to be a problem. So until they show me on the field, I'm, I'm always going to, going to kind of be a bit skeptical of them, but I think they've got the right coaching staff in place. You know, Benjamin, uh, I want to tap into your insider side here because we have this Julio Jones situation, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he does move the needle. Uh, potentially, Julio Jones could move the needle. Rumors about New England, uh, Tennessee, those are uh, playoff caliber teams right there. What are you hearing? What do you know about Julio Jones? Well, I know that before the draft, there were a lot of people that were making inquiries and everything. Everybody knows Atlanta's got to get under, you know, they've got some salary cap issues. They've got a rebuild coming, so they're going to have to get younger and cheaper. Uh, I know the Raiders and the Ravens were both interested before the draft, the Colts as well. Um, you are correct in that New England and Tennessee are both uh, in the mix for him as well. So I, I think it's probably one of those five teams. I can't see a way that he winds up in the NFC. I think it's going to be an AFC team. Don't discount the Chargers as maybe the, the sleeper team there, but, uh, but I think those teams are really the, the half dozen that would be in it. Benjamin, you know we can't talk an NFL offseason segment without mentioning the one and only Tim Tebow. I know this makes people, uh, <laughs> their heads explode, obviously, but just your take on the Tebow thing because you have a lot of polarizing opinions on this. Uh, did they bring him in to take pressure off of Lawrence? Did they bring him in, as Pritch mentioned this, an informant for, uh, for Meyer to kind of get a, a feel on the locker room? Um, but what do you think? Is there any shot Tebow makes the, the game day roster for week one, or, or just your take overall, what, what's your take on Tebow? 
Well, I think any chance we have to talk about the fourth string tight end from the NFL's losing his team last year, we've got to take it. Um, I, I, it's just—it's it, funny to me the, the kind of mania that still exists around that. Being out here in Denver and seeing it happen the first time, it was mind-boggling. Seeing it happen now is mind-boggling too. Um, I, for me, if he goes out there and wins a roster spot, cool. I'm not—I'm not, I'm not anti-Tebow or anything like that. I think he's got a long uphill climb ahead of him. Uh, the Jets tried to make him a tight end, and he wasn't any good at it. Um, that said, I think why did Jacksonville bring him in? A couple of different reasons. Uh, he's three games away from securing his full pension. Uh, Urban Meyer's doing a favor to a buddy. Uh, you know, you, you get a guy in the locker room that already understands the expectations of that head coach, knows the offense, at least knows the concepts and the terminology and can help with the, the, the rookie quarterback. I, I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a combination of things. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't dismiss it out of hand as a, as a bad addition. I'm, I, you, know, you know me, I'm here for the jokes. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's actually there's probably a fairly savvy move in the sense that he has experience with the coach, experience with the offense, and can kind of help bridge that gap for some of the players until they're ready to go. You know, Benjamin, I have to ask you this question. I mean, you are in tune uh, as anybody uh, is with the National Football League and what could happen. Uh, people are eagerly anticipating June 1, uh, uh, some kind of movement for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he didn't show up for OTAs. He's typically there. Uh, what do you think happens uh, with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, uh, after June 1? I think that's the starting point. I think people are looking at that as a deadline, and I think they've got it backwards. I think that's a starting point. Uh, that, that's when the clock starts. The, 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 the ending point is sometime during training camp or the start of the season. Because if you're a Green Bay and you decide you are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers, well, most of the package you're going to get back is going to be draft picks, right? And the last thing you want to do is give Aaron Rodgers the most amount of time with that new playbook so that he can go to more wins at whatever new city he's in. So uh, I think it's in Green Bay's best interest to kind of hang on until the last possible second if they are to move on from him uh, I don't expect a quick resolution I don't expect a June 1 resolution that's when the clock starts not when it stops Benjamin one question selfishly I'm in New England and I just was it was curious if you're hearing anything about Mac Jones with the Patriots because you know just from in the media you're, you're kind of hearing that oh he's pleasantly surprised some people with his intelligence and kind of just his competitiveness Belichick gave him a number 50 jersey which is something you know he does to all the new players here but you still have Cam Newton as the favorite to be the week one starter What's your take on Mac Jones? Have you heard anything? And do we see him this year? And if so, uh, around what time of the year do you think he makes an appearance? Well, I tweeted something about this yesterday, and I was talking with a former uh, front office exec, and uh, he seemed to think that Bill Belichick is going to try and roll out almost a two-quarterback system at some point this year, where Matt Jones will kind of be the guy uh, that works most of the field, and Cam Newton would be the, the kind of the red zone quarterback uh, in, in scoring ways that he did last year, you know, vulturing up all those rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, the idea would be to work Mac Jones into it slowly and, and go from there. Mac's a very, very intelligent guy. I think he and Trey Lance are the two most intelligent quarterbacks out of last draft. But in terms of football IQ, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be air quotes ready week one. Um, everything I've heard is that he's he's ahead of the curve, so uh, I wouldn't be laying money on Cam as the week one starter. But you know, I've, I've heard some interesting rumblings about some kind of dual quarterback system this year in New England, and I think that'd be fascinating to watch. When it comes to the National Football League, he's one of the best. Benjamin Benjamin Albright, follow him at Albright NFL. Benjamin, thanks so much for your time again. That was awesome. Uh, anytime for you, Pritch. Take care. Uh, wow. I tell you what, Josh, uh, maybe some insight there on why Julio wants to go up to New England. Uh, we could see two quarterbacks uh, going at it. Yeah, the Alabama connection there. And, of course, you know, I make people nuts when I ask about Tebow. But, Rich, if you don't ask, sometimes you don't get him. 
information. I think one thing I took out of that, he's three games away from getting his full pension. I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> right. So what if that's Urban Meyer helping out helping out his buddy who got him a bunch of NFL or a bunch of college championships there? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then New England, two quarterback system. Hey, I've heard rumblings about that. Maybe there's something to it. All right. Tim Tebow. Good segue because we're going to talk college football. Uh, he was a college football star. College football win totals coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here in Las Vegas, efforting uh, Josh Applebaum. A little technical difficulties here. Uh, but one thing that stood out from the Benjamin Albright interview right there was the Tim Tebow angle about him uh, getting closer to that pension. Uh, and I can tell you, that's important to a lot of athletes, certainly in the National Football League. I mean, Tim Tebow, he is a marketable person. I mean, I'm sure, um, uh, you know, he can find opportunities, become a celebrity somehow, some way. Uh, but certainly that pension is important to a lot of people. But so it got me to thinking here, uh, total receiving yards, 12 and a half. If Tim Tebow makes this roster, 
could you see the Jacksonville Jaguars putting him into a football game situation? Obviously. I mean, you have to legitimize Tim Tebow making a roster. You can't just say, okay, he's going to make it for pension purposes. Uh, so he has to have a role somewhere, special teams, um, deep on a roster at the tight end position, uh, some utility players somewhere. Uh, and then, you know, receiving touchdowns. He's at a half. Uh, the over is plus 225 right there, too, uh, for Tim Tebow. So you just never know uh, what can happen in the National Football League when a guy like Urban Meyer brings in a player like Tim Tebow. Um, uh, certainly a favor here to give him another opportunity uh, to make the team out there in Jacksonville. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, some great insight there from Benjamin Albright. Uh, we were going to talk about... Uh, these win totals certainly in the national uh, in uh, college football actually uh, when we have um, that segment here called going under so I'm going to give out some win totals here uh, and just discuss whether you'd be willing to go under or whether I would be willing to go under uh, these win totals when it comes to these college football teams uh, and these guys these teams uh, they're dominant. You, you got Alabama at 11 and a half win total. Uh, the over is uh, plus 100. The under minus 125. You got Clemson at 11 and a half. Their total. Uh, the over is plus 100. The under minus 125. Oklahoma. Uh, they're over minus 339. Over 11. Uh, plus 110. The under. Ohio State sitting at 11, uh, the over minus 113, the under minus 113 there as well. Alabama, double-digit favorite in a lot of games. I wouldn't bet them going under, that's for sure. Clemson uh, breaking in another quarterback, a new quarterback. I'm kind of intrigued there uh, to perhaps go under 11 and a half. That's minus 125, so uh, there you go. That's the favorite. Um, not priced too high either uh, right now uh, for that situation. Uh, and, but the over was plus 100. So if you like Dabo Sweeney, the head coach, and you certainly like uh, their new quarterback, uh, maybe a chance to grab the plus 100 for the over 11 and a half. Uh, Oklahoma is interesting to me. Uh, the over minus uh, 339. Like it comes down to that conference uh, a lot of times for OU. Uh, we saw Iowa State give them a game uh, last year for sure, but it does come down to that conference, how competitive uh, all the other teams within that conference is going to be. We know Texas has got a new uh, head coach in Sarkeesian. Um, I don't know how competitive he can be immediately, that's for sure. So the under and that situation for OU plus money, plus 110, the over uh, minus 339 to go over 11 games right there. Ohio State, interesting too because the new quarterback situation, the over minus 113, uh, the under minus 113, that can be intriguing too uh, because of the situation breaking in a new quarterback. It is Ohio State. They recruit better than anybody uh, when it comes to the Big Ten. Uh, so they're going to be stacked and loaded right there. The one standing out on this page, certainly uh, Georgia, 10 and a half, uh, their win total, the over plus 100. The under, minus 125, what I bet that under. Uh, compared to Clemson, uh, they're under minus 125. Maybe more inclined to go to Georgia under uh, minus 125 because it is the SEC. Now, uh, I think Alabama with their win total and then certainly with Alabama uh, and their acumen within the SEC, double-digit favorite in a lot of games, uh, I can see that. That conference, the SEC, uh, might not be as competitive as years past. Uh, so you do have the Florida game, uh, always big game for Georgia. Georgia to go under 10 and a half, minus 125. I don't know. Maybe looking at that over at plus 100 uh, becomes interesting as well. But Clemson uh, standing out to me on this page, the over plus 100, 11 and a half, uh, and the under 
uh, minus 125. Again, a new quarterback situation. Uh, the Trevor Lawrence effect no longer there. Uh, they lost a lot of talent as well. Uh, so I'm looking for Dabo Sweeney uh, to maybe go under 11 and a half, the win total within that conference uh, out there. We're going to effort Josh Applebaum as we continue the program, but also we're going to bring on Dwayne Colucci. He's our manager, raised in sports uh, uh, book over there at the Rampart here in Las Vegas. We got some hockey uh, to break down NHL playoffs. It's coming up next right here on BCN, the Sports Betting Network. any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Check replays of all the shows, including Follow the Money, a numbers game, My Guys in the Desert, the Lombardi Line, and VSIN Best Bets. Uh, download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we have uh, Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Uh, these are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever we get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum uh, with you today. And so is our next guest, Dwayne Colucci, race and sports manager at the Rampart here in Las Vegas. Dwayne, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. How about you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. Uh, the playoff games this evening. Let's start with the Knights here. Um, because, uh, you know, the Knights, they don't have the ability, I think, uh, at times. So certainly we've seen it, uh, Dwayne, to have these closeout situations. They had a chance here at home. Uh, maybe people are looking to back them on the road against Minnesota. Uh, it gets very, very interesting if the Knights can do that. Uh, they are on the road laying uh, minus 135 on the line. Uh, five and a half uh, is the total in this game as well. Yeah, Mike, we're seeing a lot of uh, Golden Knight backers here at the Rampart in the South Point. You've seen it. Uh, it we opened it at 130, and I believe you're correct right now. It's looking at its uh, minus 135 as a road favorite tonight. And, uh, yeah, you, you bring up a great point. They've had a lot of trouble closing out series. Uh, Cam Talbot was just fabulous, though. Let's give him credit. Let's give credit where it's due, gentlemen. He played uh, amazing, uh, as good as a goaltender could play in a playoff elimination game, and he was able to turn the tables. Uh, I think the Golden Knights really, I mean, they dominated that second period. We saw the shot differential. They really played a good game. I think uh, Peter Angelo played well. Mark Stone did his thing. It was just the goaltending, and then you know, at one point, you did have uh, Marc-Andre Fleury giving up what was it? Three goals on eight shots. So he had only made five saves and uh, you know, that's not going to get it done uh, during the playoffs gentlemen. And he's going to have to really step up. I believe he'll start in net again tonight. You know, Talbot's going to be there. It's going to be crazy. Minnesota, great, great uh, NHL town. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on with the golden Knights. And if they're able to rectify these problems, Mike. 
Dwayne, it's always great to talk hockey with you, and I think if you like hockey, tonight is the night for you. we got huge games here, teams trying to avoid elimination, teams trying to force Game 7. I mean, this is what we live for here tonight, Dwayne. But I want to ask you, one game that I've had a hard time looking at tonight is the Islanders and the Penguins. You've had the Islanders uh, win two in a row here uh, to now take a, a series lead. You have the Penguins forced uh, elimination tonight. But in really game it open out a pick them it's pretty much stay to pick them i do have a system on a, a playoff favorite off a loss that would match bounce back with the penguins here but what do you think any lean in this spot i saw a little bit of money on the under five and a half really juiced up to the under and i'll throw this at you wayne or uh Dwayne. uh the penguins are plus 230 to come back and win this series any chance they win tonight win game seven and just your take on the series overall well, it's going to be a difficult road, especially going through uh, Nassau Coliseum, Josh. That's why, you know, we're seeing some good two-way action here. And Sorokin's just been amazing. You have to keep your eye on this kid. I mean, he has outplayed uh, Jari thus far. And definitely uh, Jari is going to be the one who's under the knife tonight. And it's going to be difficult. The addition of Malkin has helped. You've seen how good he is. We know what Crosby does. You know, you get some support from Genzel and some of the other players that have really been over achieving but uh, I mean that was a big mistake the other night the Islanders were able to capitalize they got the victory in overtime I really think it's a tough spot right now for Pittsburgh even at that big plus uh, I think you said 235 Josh you know to come back and win the series just because tonight is the focal game and you know when I'm bookmaking or handicapping I like to focus on the game right in front the total is five and a half which is uh, you know kind of telling you that the Islanders are going to dictate the flow if you ask me because what the, what has to happen for Pittsburgh to win they really have to open up in the offensive zone they have to capitalize on the power plays and I just think Sorokin with his 1.66 goals against has just been phenomenal and uh, it's going to be very difficult for Pittsburgh but they have to score the, uh, the first goal of the game they have to carry that momentum try and shut that crowd out that crowd is going to be ridiculous. You know, Barry Trotz is going to have his troops all fired up. He's already spoken about this crowd at Nassau Coliseum playing as an opponent. And now he's going to get the benefit of having that crowd. And I've been there, guys, during the playoffs. And it's just deafening at Nassau Coliseum. So I'm kind of liking the Islanders tonight, guys. I got to say it. I think Josh Bailey is definitely capable. He's having good playoffs. Uh, he's got three goals already. And I just think Barzal and that team are the better team right now. Dwayne, we have another game six, uh, Panthers-Lightning. Uh, I thought when the Lightning uh, destroyed the Panthers, 6-2, uh, I thought the Panthers got into their heads a little bit with the slashing uh, towards the end of that game. Uh, it carried over, uh, and the Panthers got the victory 4-1 over the Lightning. Uh, what happens in this game uh, this evening, closeout situation again for Tampa Bay? Yeah, Mike, and now they got the parody of, uh, you know, this kid Knight playing goaltender, and he's just been fabulous, and he's undefeated if you count the regular season and the playoffs. So a lot of pressure on Tampa Bay here. Uh, I do believe they will close it out, though, tonight. You know, Steven Stamkos, the Tampa Bay captain, has been very vocal. He said they have to be more physical in front of the net. And like you said, that message did carry over into the next game because Knight just shut them down. And uh, the Panthers really look good in that game. Lightning still have the series lead, though. You know, you're coming back now to Tampa Bay. I think they are definitely the better team. They're scoring at a high level when they play their game. 
it's a lot of goals. It's a barrage on the net. I think they have to rattle the rookie. That's going to be the whole key. And you have to shut uh, shut down Huber, though, as well. He's been monstrous. I mean, he leads the NHL in playoff points right now with 10 points or uh, eight assists, but two goals as well. He's really been timely for Florida. And this is going to be an interesting game. You know, Hedman has got to step it up. You're going to see Kucherov and Stamco step it up. I like Tampa's chances, guys. I always talked about this leading up into the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you could get this team at a good price, they're going to be healthy. They have enough firepower. The kid is going to have to stand on his head to really win this game tonight. Yeah, we're looking forward to these games for sure. Um, uh, Dwayne, uh, outstanding analysis as always. Thanks again for your time. That was awesome. Enjoy the hockey tonight. Oh, definitely, Mike, and you guys as well. <laughs> Good to speak with you, as always. How you doing? All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at NYBookie uh, Dwayne. Uh, Josh, we ran out of time right there with Dwayne as we're getting ready to go to break, but I do want to get your thoughts on some of these series prices uh, currently right now, these closeout situations, highly intriguing. Uh, we're going to get to that, and then also some uh, picks out of Major League Baseball, maybe a gross play or two uh, from the great Josh Applebaum. All that and more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any Stanley Cup playoff game and either team scores a goal regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today, your host. And uh, Josh, just my quick question, because I'm looking at the Knights minus 650. Uh, uh, two closeout chances. They don't get it done tonight. Then they go to a game seven. The Wild are sitting at plus 450 right now. Um, I'm, I want to take that. I actually want to take that. <laughs> Pritch, I think you're, you're sharp as attack on this one. To me, I think that line is way too high for the Golden Knights. I mean, you think they're the better team. They got two chances to win. But uh, really, I think their their big chance is tonight because if they don't close it out tonight, then the pressure of losing a couple in a row, going to a Game 7. Game 7's anything can happen. I know it's cliche, but it's true. So to lay the minus 650, you're probably better off taking them you know, on the money line tonight and then money lining them again in Game 7 if you really believe in them. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Pritch. Wild plus 450, that's definitely appealing. And kind of we were talking about, uh, and we were talking with Dwayne, uh, with Dwayne a second ago, I'm seeing some money hit the wild tonight. You know, this spot here, VGK on the road, uh, they opened like minus 135, but I'm now starting to see some books down to minus 130, minus 125. You're seeing some movement coming here toward Minnesota. Remember, Minnesota has been great at home. Minnesota's had uh, the number of the of VGK this season. And also Minnesota's coming off a huge 4-2 win their last time out where they were faced with elimination there again. So they've kind of been playing these elimination games already. It's do or die. I like the Wild here tonight taking some plus money, and I would not lay that price with VGK in the series. That's just too high for me. That is too high. Uh, I cannot back that uh, at all. Uh, Predators, um, uh, no, plus 500 in their series uh, against Hurricanes. Not looking at that. Uh, Caroline leads 3-2 as well. But uh, just going over that situation with the prices uh, there with the Golden Knights. You have some news, uh, some sports uh, betting news that you want to get to. Yeah, so Pritch, the show is called Betting Across America, mm-hmm. and anytime something across our great country happens, I think we got to celebrate it because, remember, you go back pre, uh, prior to PASPA being overturned, uh, it was really just Nevada. That was the only place you can bet. We're seeing the legalization of betting uh, pretty much every single day. There's something new happening. So three big things that happened today, Pritch. Uh, number one, Connecticut has legalized sports betting. Uh, there, it's not technically not yet, but the House and the Senate just passed a gambling bill, uh, a new gaming compact in the state of Connecticut. I'm happy, Pritch, because Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun are not a long <laughs> drive from me over here. Uh, but this is now going to get sent. It'll it'll legalize betting uh, in, uh, both retail and online. It's going to get sent to Governor Ned Lamont's desk, and you could have legalized betting in in Connecticut by week one of the NFL. So that's your number one. Number two. 
great state of Florida. Florida is a massive state, tons of uh, professional and college teams. Uh, you've seen Ron DeSantis uh, really push for legalized betting. He's the governor down there, and he just signed a sports betting bill to legalize sports betting in Florida. Now, the key here is there's a lot of legal challenges. It's kind of nitty-gritty, um, kind of hard to understand what's going on in Florida, but they're pushing to, to legalize it. There's going to be some legal challenges. We're going to have to see how that sorts out, but, you, but basically you're moving another step closer to legalized betting in a big state like Florida. And then lastly, Pritch, Another big thing, uh, Ted Leonsis, he's the owner of the Caps and uh, the Washington Wizards. Today at noon, they opened the first sports book in a arena, in a stadium in America. Wow. So that Capital One arena, yeah, that hosts obviously the Wizards and the Caps. Today it went live. You can now place legal bets in Washington, D.C., in the first stadium in America here. So big dominoes continue to fall. Of course, I'm in Massachusetts. I'm waiting on my state bridge. But any <laughs> anytime these things happen, it's a great sign. It just tells me, hey, we're, we're in the gambling renaissance right now, and the more states to legalize, the more options for betters. It's just a great thing overall. Well said. Well said. You're right uh, about this renaissance that we're in. The growth is extraordinary, to be honest with you, uh, Josh. And uh, I was reading a report in which uh, we're closing in maybe 2025, uh, close to 40 states. Uh, I know high 30s uh, for, is for certain. <laughs> Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. And I think right now we're around 27 that have legalized, 21 that are operational. Uh, and really, it's just, you know, who could have imagined three years ago when PASPO was overturned, when we had the the, uh, the three-year anniversary uh, just a couple, about a month ago, a few weeks ago, just the expansion of legalized betting. So, mm. Pritch, don't worry. Vegas and always will hold uh, a great spot in my heart. And I love going down to Jersey and the Borgata. But <laughs> just the great thing that is the market gets bigger. More people trying to get down on sports, hopefully our show, and maybe thinking differently, thinking contrary, and looking at line movement. Hopefully that can benefit some new bettors who are just getting in for the first time. Well, I tell you, here at the South Point, um, it's busy. It's crazy. Everybody's coming into Vegas right now. Uh, big weekend coming up, Memorial Day weekend too, Josh. How about your grossest play of the day? Uh, we got to hit that. Uh, certainly, I want to get that in. Uh, and you send over uh, your grossest play, San Francisco and Arizona in Major League Baseball. I see a total of nine. I see Arizona the Diamondbacks uh, plus 104 at home. Yeah, this might be this might take the cake for the grossest play I've ever had. But uh, the D-backs here, looking at the D-backs with some plus money in this spot, I think on the surface the reason why it's pretty obvious why it's so gross. You have the San Francisco Giants. I think they have the third best record in the NL, 29 and 19. Arizona, who battled early but really has fallen off the cliff here, 18 and 31. They've lost I think seven, eight, nine games in a row. Um, you did see San Fran. They've lost three or four. Obviously, it was to the Dodgers here. But to me, this is one of those gross plays that um, I, I, I like it. I like the movement toward the D-backs here just because super lopsided betting here on San Francisco. You know, if you're looking for a, a baseball play, an easy winner today, the first thing in your head is give me San Fran. But yet San Fran only opened minus 125 right off the bat, a low opener there. And even though they're getting eight out of 10 bets in this game, you've seen this line dip all the way to San Fran minus 114. So this movement has been going to the D-backs. This would match a lot of systems that I like, these divisional dogs, uh, dogs with high totals, and also just a, just a straight-up contrarian play where I know I know with the books they're hoping for a, a D-backs win tonight or else to get cleaned out. I'm going to go with the D-backs here, even though on the surface bridge, ugh, it, looks, it, looks, it looks very rough <laughs> looks in this gross. one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It is. <laughs> That's okay, though. Those tickets uh, still cash. Uh, we're going to get to the rest of the Major League Baseball uh, schedule in a minute, but I, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on on because uh, we had Josh Towers uh, in studio. But you know, the deading in the baseball, whether or not no hitters are good for baseball. Just real quick, uh, your thoughts, what you're seeing so far this season. 
Yeah, so interesting conversation. I think, you know, my thing is, uh, and I actually had a great email that someone sent to me, one of, one of my podcast listeners, and they said, basically, it's not that the that's not that the pitchers are in a, in a huge, you know, superior spot right now. Mm-hmm. It's that, that the hitters are, are lacking the fundamentals uh, to really kind of play just, you know, make contact with the ball, put a ball in play. I think the emphasis, especially in this person who reached out to me, they were, they were a coach and they had a son who was, was playing college baseball, and he was talking about how the emphasis is launch angle. It's hit home runs. It's not uh, put a ball up the middle. It's not put a ball in play. It's not get on first. It's it's hit a homer. And I think that is kind of what we're seeing a reason why, uh, you know, not that the pitchers are insane right now. I think the fa- the regular fastball right now is the highest it's ever been. Right. But it may be a more a more of a case that the, the fundamentals of the hitters are, are kind of playing into the favor of the pitchers. So I don't know if that's going to change. I'm, I'm banking on Theo Epstein. I'll break the, <laughs> break the curse with the Red Sox. He's now working with the commissioner. We can kind of tweak this, make some changes because it's just ridiculous here. It's either a strikeout, a walk or a home run pitch. And if you're an old school purist with baseball, uh, you would love to get back to kind of just a more exciting game. Well, we have a show called follow the money here in the mornings. And um, I think ba- major league baseball, the players are following the money. Who's getting paid home run hitters. Uh, you're not, <laughs> getting paid for singles you're getting paid for home runs and so if major league baseball wants to change that they want to go back to the fundamentals uh we need to see some uh base hitters uh get paid uh the well that certainly the way that certainly that uh these home run hitters are getting paid so uh we'll see what happens but josh i want to get to this major league baseball schedule but we're going to do it a little bit differently today uh it's called the hurry up are you ready I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. I'm the shotgun. Let's go. All right, let's go. Cubs, Pirates. Um, eight and a half is the total. The Pirates at home plus uh, uh, 117. Disgusting play, Pritch, but a little bit of movement toward the Pirates. This open minus 140 Cubs. It's now all the way down to minus 125, minus 130. So uh, an, a gross one, but Pittsburgh taking in some money in a division game. They only lost by one yesterday. Okay, Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. Uh, Miami uh, plus 150 at home to total seven. Yeah, late opener here, Pritch. Uh, we were waiting on the uh, pit starting pitcher for Miami, so not much movement as of now. I'd lean a little bit to the under. These teams have been uh, scoring a little bit low to the under. It is in a dome. I'd lean under a bit. Okay, the, the Reds are at the Nationals. Uh, the Nationals, uh, 137 at home. The total is 10. Uh, looking at the Nats here, Pritch, uh, decent move to the Nats. They lost yesterday, but minus 125 up to minus 137 here. So match the system. I really like this non-division steam, 10 cents or more on a home team off a loss. I know it's a lot, but 58% in that spot. I'd look at the Nats laying it. In All right, that total 10. Wow, Toronto, uh, the Yankees, nine and a half is the total. The Yankees at home minus 144. Give me Toronto here, Pritch. I was on the Yankees yesterday. They had a big move in their favor. Did not come through. But Toronto's pitching a young kid. Keep an eye on this kid, Manoa. He's okay. got a .50 ERA in AAA. He's coming up tonight. What I like is that the Blue Jays won yesterday. Public's all over the Yankees, yet Lions going to the Blue Jays around plus 150, down to around plus 130. Divisional dog high total. I'd go Jays in that one. I know the high total, 11 uh, Braves and your Boston Red Sox, uh, minus 135 for Boston at home. Only got 30 seconds here. I like the Red Sox. Big, okay. big move to the Red Sox. I love this one. Uh, it was a pick em type game, minus 110. It's got steamed up all the way to minus 135. Big move, interleague series move, and also maybe no Marcel Ozuna here for the Braves today. Okay, Milwaukee at home, plus uh, 113, total eight against uh, San Diego. I really like San Diego early here, Pritch, but this line's coming back a little bit to Milwaukee. It looks like a San Diego play, but it tipped up to like minus 130. It's now down minus 125. I lean a little bit with Milwaukee there. Not my favorite, but I like Milwaukee there. All right. You know what? Uh, I tell you what, that's a good exercise. I like that, the hurry up. Uh, reminds me of the two-minute drill in practice. 
<laughs> out there when I was balling uh, in the National Football League. But, uh, you know, sometimes you don't have to think about it. I, I know you'll follow the market, follow the sharp money, certainly, and you have some thought process in that. Uh, but uh, that was a good exercise to kind of just go with the gut, uh, I guess, with some of these games as well. I'm with you, Pritch. It keeps me on my toes. I like it. Just, I know we didn't hit them all, but uh, for all intents and purposes, I think we made it. Hopefully, we scored in the last last hurry-up, last two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Great job again, Josh. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, good luck with everything. That'll do it for us today. My guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.